You're listening to the North Peace Roundtable podcast, your weekly podcast about theology and the Christian life. Uh, before we dive into this week's episode, just a quick disclaimer. Um, today's episode is going to be rated PG-13. Um, we're going to be talking about sexuality and masturbation. And so if you usually listen with your children, I'm not sure if you do, uh, or if you have young ears around and you don't want to crack the can on that conversation with them yet, you might want to press pause and uh, I was going to say Play remove, remove your children from the room, <laughs> but maybe not that drastic or listen to this later. So we just wanted before we dive in, give you a quick disclaimer that we're going to be talking about some sensitive material. So thanks for tuning in. All right. That being said, welcome to episode I, you didn't even look. 92, ah, I think. Sure. We'll say nine, 90, 955. There you there go. There we go. <laughs> My name is Andrew, and with me as always is Corland. Hello, hello. And we have a special guest, the original. The OG. The OG podcast co-host, Don Bandman, is here. Good to be back. And I, mean, uh, I remember listening to podcasts with you two talking and being like, man, that's cool. I never would have thought that I'd sit in on a podcast with you guys that's awesome <laughs> we uh were ta- we were talking about the original mics i don't know if i've shown you this oh, little speaker this ball. was the original actually the listener i'm holding up a very tiny little speaker ball and i think for a while we we got two of them but for the while it, it just sat in the middle of the desk oh wow me and don would lean in and talk into this little blue snowball I have heard of uh, snowball mics, yep. though. They're supposedly pretty good, so that's cool. So we've come yeah, along. It's, uh, it's good to be back. They said, how'd you like to be a guest? And I said, yeah, it'd be cool. Then I asked what the topic is. And oh. <laughs> They're like, we tricked oh, them. Yes. Sucker punch Are you, you sure one. you want to be a guest? <laughs> you signed. Um, just move your mic a little closer to your mouth, and then we're good to go. All right, so today, like the disclaimer said, we had a question come in. I guess it's kind of a two-part question. Yep. Um, what is the biblical or the Christian view, the biblical view of masturbation? Um, does the Bible talk about that? Is it good, bad, off limits? Like, what do we think yep. about it? And then secondly, how do I talk to my kids, teenagers, yep. you know, adolescents, uh, puberty people. <laughs> How do you crack that? Kid? How do you actually have conversations with your kids and teenagers about masturbation? Because it can just be an awkward yeah. subject. So Let's just say it will be awkward. Yeah, yeah it's not not, the, <laughs> not it might be. be it it will be guaranteed. <laughs> so I guess let's let's start with the first question first. Like the biblical view of masturbation. Does the Bible talk about it? Is it a no-no? Is it a sin? Is it neutral? Like, or I don't know, to share from your own stories or. So as a guest, do you want to take the first swing? (laughs) We brought you on because you're older and wiser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, this, there's going to be a lot of different opinions about this, but as far as Mm. masturbation, uh, Bible doesn't really say a whole lot about it. Uh, So whether it's a sin or not, it's really kind of neutral as far as the Bible is concerned. There's not really a thou shalt not do this command. So some people will be hardcore and say masturbation is a sin every time. But biblically, you can't say that. Mm -hmm. So we have to come at it from a different 
point of view, but the act itself, I mean, there is Leviticus 15, where it talks about if a man has an admission of semen, he's unclean. And it talks about mm. individually and when they have sex, you're unclean. It doesn't necessarily say it's a sin, but ceremonially. Ceremonia, <laughs> ceremonially. Yeah, there we go. The ceremony part. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're unclean. And it's not even clear that that's a sin, but you're just unclean until you've had a bath in, in the evening. So yeah. um, that's kind of the closest it talks about. Yeah. yeah. Even a man having any mission that there's ways you deal with it. But Right. Yeah. Yeah, so there is no verse, like you said, thou shalt not masturbate. Um, and there's there's lots that we deal with in our life that there's no specific ex explicit verse that says thou shalt not do that. And we just kind of have to use wisdom and other scriptures that touch on issues maybe related to it to kind of have a biblical worldview on it. So I guess... Um, one issue that comes into play with it is the idea of lust because much of masturbation deals with, okay, either you're, so we'll break it down. I told you this is going to be an, let's just open it up. So either you're watching por pornography and mm -hmm. you're masturbating, which pornography is included in a list of sexual, sexual immorality, lusting after someone else who's, who you're not in covenant who you're not in a covenant with. marriage with um so that already you could go okay so watching porn and masturbating okay the bible does talk about that that's that's clearly yeah. lust yeah. right um but then also even i think your thought life um or the things that you fantasize about in your head um while you masturbate can be an issue as well um because that is yeah. lust as well right I remember I had a roommate in college who told me that he could stare at a blank wall <laughs> and masturbate and it wasn't an issue. And I was like, you liar. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, from my experience, the whole point was to fantasize about women, either actually watching them. And I've shared lots about my journey with pornography, either watching them or just in my own thought life, just fantasizing about women and masturbating. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't a neutral thing that I'm like, oh, I just need kind of a, a release and it'll help me think clear. So I can just do this in a neutral zone. There was no yeah. neutral zone for me. I, I think the theory is is fair to present of like being able to to neutrally do it. But I yeah, the the question should be raised is like, where are you at in your mind with this, right? Because if like masturbation is a sexual thing, which means that if you've already been exposed to other things, the chances of those being brought to mind and like to take every thought captive while you're in the middle of doing something like that would be impossible, I think for a human, right? So like, yeah, to, to really be conscious, conscious of what's on the yeah. mind, right? Is, yeah. would be a huge factor of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like first Corinthians six, it says, you know, all things could be lawful, but not all things are beneficial and yeah. Paul's that will not be dominated by anything. And first Thessalonians four yeah. talks about, um, controlling your body in a mm -hmm. way that's holy and honorable. Uh, I will learn. I really like that. It actually, you will have to learn how to discipline your body and keep it under control, and especially in the whole area of sexuality. 
So there's other things that speak to this too. Even I if, was going to read that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. First Thessalonians four, three, this is the will of God, your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality. And that is like a, the word pornea, mm-hmm. a junk drawer term is what theologians call it. It includes everything. <laughs> it's a capsule everything. term with a ton of meaning in it. Yeah, exactly. Sexual immorality. So it doesn't just mean, oh, I'm sleeping with someone. Yeah. Sex with, it just includes a whole bunch of things that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who don't know God, that no one transgression wrong his brother in this matter because the Lord's an avenger and all these things as we've told you beforehand. But like you said, Don, it's this idea of like learning how to control my body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of, of lust. And I think so just even sharing from my own story, the idea of masturbation was me not having any kind of control over my body. It was exactly what Paul says. It was the passion of lust yeah. because it was just, I couldn't control myself. Like mm-hmm. there was no like neutrality for me. Yeah. And again, you know, I joke about my roommate lying. Maybe, maybe he cracked the code and he could just have some kind of release without lusting at all. Okay. For me, I go, if you can do that. The but Bible. then even if he says he can do that, then there's still principles like being in control and not letting it dominate you. Yep. So there's even, yeah, there's still more to say about that. Even if you yeah. can say, I, I yep. did not lust. I had a release. I just enjoyed the good feelings then there's still something to say about controlling your body. And, and yeah. uh, so you can sometimes, well, I didn't lust, so I can do it whenever. You're like, well. There's so, still <laughs> principles to that, to yeah. control your body and that you're not going to be dominated by this. You're under control. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah, the I think the reason that this stent, like on a practical scale, why we can say that that's true is the, the chemical reaction in your brain that happens with sexual release um, is incredibly, incredibly strong. I know that like, mm-hmm. I'm sure for years it's been taught that, you know, sex is something that helps bring a married couple together. And that's not just like a, a pseudoscience or like a, a like uh, what's, what's a term when something isn't actually real, but like people think it's real. So it works. What's that term? A, uh, a placebo. placebo yeah. It's not just a placebo. It's, there is a legitimate massive chemical release in humans brain with sexual release. Yeah, totally. So, so the idea of mastery there is not just like a, like that's, that's why when issues like this come up, it's, it's hard to stop is because your brain gets used to the, the chemical releases that do feel really good. And so if that is going to be something that continually drags at you and and serves as a master then, right? Like Mm -hmm. do you, is it dominating you? Right. That's yeah, absolutely. If lust isn't an issue, then that other aspect of, of being dominated by it might be right. Cause yeah, it's yeah, it's strong releases. It's designed like that by God to be within marriage. So I think, I think the other, um, it's funny as we're tackling this, it's the exact order that I heard somebody talk about it. Dr. Julie Slattery Mm -hmm. has three M's that she, uh, gives and she says it so it's memorable right you're talking about masturbation you got three m's to remember mind mastery and then maturity Hmm. um so we've already talked about mind and master like is it your master type thing 
Um, and I think that that leads into it, right? If God has designed our, our bodies to be able to be sexual with someone who we are in a covenant marriage with, and those chemical releases are meant to help bond us to that person and, yeah. and build our connection, then the question of maturity, I think, comes into play uh, of like, as a Christian, are we wanting to mature in this area? Are we wanting to present ourselves as holy and continue to grow in righteousness mm -hmm. and is masturbation a tool to do that or does it draw away from that right like if you're trying mm. to present yourself as as righteous and without blemish is it actually something that's worth it if that makes sense right yeah. all things well, yeah, are lawful I mean, but are they not good yeah masturbation doesn't prepare you for marriage it distorts yes yeah marriage so you could you know say that too it doesn't prepare you for godly marriage so it's uh, not self-sacrificial right yeah the the act of sex as being something between a husband and a wife where they they are completely intimate and naked and not ashamed and, and that connection between each other and masturbation completely removes the other party and so it becomes well, yeah, something like that is self-centered instant, instant self-gratification yeah which uh, if you're married, you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen all the time, right? I yeah. Mean, because the whole point of sex within a marriage is that you are there to serve your spouse. Which not, is beautiful. Not to just say, hey, you uh, <laughs> satisfy me right now. Yeah. But that's what masturbation is. It's like, yeah. okay, I can instantly get uh, pleasure and release. And then I, like you were saying, like the idea of sexual release and orgasm it's it's designed by God to be enjoyed by a man and a husband and a wife in a marriage covenant. And like you said, it's masturbation is just removing the other person mm -hmm. because I'm not in a marriage or maybe you are in a marriage covenant and you still do that. Like, right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's distorting a good thing, yeah. like an orgasm given by God for us to enjoy. And it's like, well, I'm just going to do that on my own so I can get that like chemical release and that high right away. And so it is a, a twisting of a good thing, right? Um, to make it a very selfish thing, I guess. Now, here's the other part though. Like when I'm 14 years old and my hormones are raging, <laughs> is there any hope for me? Like, yeah. or even later on, right? Cause there's lots of people that struggle with sure, sexual addiction. But I, but I even think like of my own story, the, during puberty and adolescence, <laughs> it was like I was a maniac <laughs> yeah. because it's like your body's just on overload. The hormones are very strong at that point. And yeah. I can remember, I never like verbalized it, but I can remember thinking like that, like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Do I have any hope? What is <laughs> happening? So I don't know if we have 14, 15, 16 year olds who listen to the podcast, but like they might be going like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's all. It's all good. Masturbation <laughs> is this and that, but like, I can't stop myself. Like, so yeah. I don't know any words of like, well, that was part of the question. How do I talk to yeah. my kids about yeah. masturbation? Yeah. Yep. That was the question. <laughs> so, I mean, I have a son and we've had this conversation and one of the biggest freeing things I think for my son was, yeah, if I told him, yeah, you sin every time you do that and it, it would have been devastating. So, I mean, here's the the tricky part is okay when it happens you haven't committed the unpardonable sin 
Right. And to dial down the shame because there's already enough shame. Because I yeah. remember yeah. feeling that too. Yep. Am I a freak or what? Yep. And I, I had an older man who said, hey, if you ever need to talk about some of this. And I knew I could trust him. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, finally, I could just talk about what what's going on and he said here's what's good and here's what's heading out of bounds and what we need to address so just the freeing talk about you know sexual desire the desire for sex and pleasure was a good thing yeah created by god so that's not broken it's normal but here's where it can head out of bounds and be not good yeah so now the practical question is how do i talk to my son about this or my family um for us hopefully this is happening for you is you've already been talking about sex and sexuality yeah because then the the topics come i remember clearly we were working cam and i working together Sorry, Cam, I'm bringing you up here because you're my only son, so <laughs> yeah. people are going to figure it out. I wonder who he's uh, talking one about. One of my sons. Okay, we know. Yeah, yeah. And we've already been talking about healthy sexuality, so now uh, we're moving into the teen years where masturbation and all that is at the forefront. And I remember, Cam, it's time for one of our talks. He goes, oh, Dad, please, no. Because yeah. he knows he's getting into this zone of my sexuality is in full swing yeah yeah so i remember we we need to talk and he goes oh dad please no and it it was awkward and for both of us mm-hmm. and so uh i said well he said we've already covered this in school he's in in the christian life school so i said well i'll ask you a couple questions if you have a good answer then yeah we'll we'll leave it right here <laughs> I said, uh, you guys cover masturbation and, you know, pornography and things. No, we don't. So let's just get it over with. <laughs> yes. And uh, what what helped was I explained to Cam. I said, you know what? You're a young man. I'm a man. We're both fighting for integrity. And mm. we're actually on the same team. We're not in different corners. said, you need to know your dad is also striving to be a man of integrity these feelings haven't gone away maybe they're more intense yeah but the idea of that we're on the same team fighting for integrity kind of really just lowered the uh the whole deal for him that's really good and then we talked about basically all these things we've discussed like yeah if it happens, you masturbated, it's not the unforgivable sin. Mm-hmm. And that really helped just bring the shame and guilt down. But God has a plan that we um, find ourselves in a place of controlling our own bodies. Yep. And then we talked about God actually has provided a place right, to enjoy sex, which was also helpful. There is, you know... To, to bring my body under control for no reason. <laughs> yes. But to, to please God and to prepare for marriage was something that was key. I've got something to fight for here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we talked about these things that, you know, masturbation and pornography, none of that prepares us for a healthy uh, relationship. Yeah. Um, your future wife will not be like this yes. porn star or be there to instantly so yeah we talked about all this but it takes a huge step of courage to say i as awkward as it is i can 
chicken out or or not talk about this and then the world will gladly yes. step in they will learn about it yes yeah, so totally. it's not like if i don't talk about it and there's no sometimes we think well if we talk about it we're going to crack the can open we're going to introduce new temptations it's all there already yes so why not engage so that's yeah the idea of like if i don't bring it up then they'll just stay innocent. It's like, no, the world, our world today is feeding our kids all the time. So we have to come in with healthy sexuality. Me and Corlin are both (laughs) jumping at the bed. (laughs) Quickly before you jump in, I do want to say that the opposite isn't necessarily true either, right? Like in my experience, my parents did talk to me about a lot of stuff. They did a lot of stuff really well with the talk of sexuality and stuff. Um, and with my own personal story, the interaction around the topic of masturbation, some things were handled really well, how my parents talked to me about it and other things. I, I mean, no parent is perfect. Right. Um, but I, I've had a pretty good experience with my parents talking to me about the importance of these things. And yet I still chose to go the other way. So I think as parents, I'm not a parent of a teen yet, so I can't like, I'm not speaking from experience, but as somebody who's walked through it as a teenager, I don't weigh what I chose to do on my parents. I don't mm-hmm. look at my parents and say it's mm-hmm. their fault that this happened. So I think it's important to take those steps to talk. But at the end of the day, if you're a parent listening, it is your child's choice with what they do with this. Right. So to, to be willing to provide that safe place to continue to learn and encourage them, like you said, you're on the same team. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not in two different camps trying to pull them into your camp. You are on the same team trying to teach them how to love Christ well. Yeah, yeah I think, too, uh, you said so many good. That's why we brought Don on. Right. Just oozing wisdom. Um, but I think I grew up with the like the shame of it because, yeah, I would, you know, you're 14, 15, 16, whatever, and fantasizing about things and I was very addicted to pornography and masturbation and just thought like, Ooh, I was kind of some kind of sick freak. <laughs> and I did I, that. You brought it up. My, my parents were not the enemy, but I just viewed them as like, they're mm. against me cause they're just judging me and they, I'm doing what's wrong and they know that it's wrong and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. And we, I didn't have a healthy, like I can come and talk to my parents about this. Like, and that's no, slam against them i think they did their best the teens will not come to their parents and talk about it so no and and then so my my parents like they did a lot of things right but they didn't come and you know make the initiative to come and like hey are you okay let's talk let's crack the can it's like (laughs) yeah stuff like that so i think that's really wise uh advice to i like that you said that you're on the same team as your kid like you're not against them. It's not you versus them. Like even like I think about my son one day, right. Having the conversation that like, like if my dad had come and said like, I struggle with this stuff too. I think it would have like blown my mind and been mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's not just cause I just viewed my dad as like, Holy. And he mm-hmm. never struggles with anything. Yeah, and, what, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and so if I think t- to hear that from a parent, like, for your son to hear, Hey, dad struggles with this too. We're on the same team. We got to like work together to be men of integrity. I think that would have been like, Oh man, like I didn't realize that. I thought it was just me. (laughs) Right. So I think that's huge. And then even the, the earlier that you can, and again, it's using discretion. When is a good time to talk to your kid about sex? I think that differs for each kid, whether they're mature or ready. 
but we've already had an, an, uh, the initial sex talk with Lucy and Ruby, and they're nine and seven, and a very like an appropriate here's level. A girl part, and here's a boy part, and they're different, and boys and girls are different, and but my our hope is that then when they go through puberty and adolescence, it's like we've already had lots of conversations with mom and dad, and it's a safe place. It's not yeah. like. When when Lucy is fifteen, it's the first time. Let's talk about sex. And she's like, "Ah, what is yeah. happening?" Yeah. It's like, okay, we've we've talked about this, right? It's like you're laying the foundation for this is a safe place that you can bring your questions. And mom and dad yeah. are open books, right? And we can yeah. talk about stuff. And yeah, and yeah, that some people might say, "Well, nine and seven is too young." Okay, but if you wait, yeah, and I'm gonna say, Don's shaking his head. <laughs> By but but by nine the they've already heard stuff in school they've already heard stuff from their friends that's my opinion yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually stats show that by what is it 10 to 12 they've already seen pornography yep. if you haven't been really careful so yeah. to say that like i just want to like spare my kids well the world and, doesn't think that way though. yeah and there's this idea that you're sparing your kid from what like i'm i don't want to crack the can open but we're then we're saying that sex is dirty. It's yes. not yeah. something yep. we can talk about when it is. It's a beautiful thing from God. And as we talk about it that way, this is what God, how he created us and what he yes. created. And it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And we start positively explaining it. And it's not something a, dirty. Yes. There was a comedian that it. did that. He said, I grew up hearing sex is dirty and gross and sinful. And then I got married have fun. He's like, I'm so confused. I thought yeah. it was bad. I, I'm really, really glad that you brought that up. Cause I, we've talked about how shame is so strong in this area. And I think we've, we've also, or not just think, I know we've talked about like, it's awkward to, to crack the can on that topic and to try and break into there. Um, I know for me, something that blew my mind is like when I went to conquer and, and started, uh, even coming and seeing you regularly, Don is to, it's not that my parents talked about it in a shameful way, but I was so covered in shame because of my own sin Yeah, that like to come into a group, I remember it felt like I was learning that sex was a good thing for the first time yeah, totally. in my life. Yep. Right. So I, I, I guess as somebody who's lived through being a teenager, not all that long ago and, and had parents that tried to do really well, I, I would say, um, and I don't even think they necessarily failed in this area, but to really, uh, present sex as a good gift from God. And mm. that if we trust God, we can trust him that his design for this is good. Right. To not, um, to not approach it in a, everything sexual is bad until you're married, then have at her. Um, cause that does no good for your child. Right. Mm. Even, even in the awkwardness of the conversation, I think it's awkward because it is like, I think we have it written on our hearts that it's a deeply relational and intimate and important thing, right? It's mm -hmm. important to everyone. Um, and so to recognize that and still present it as something that's valuable to talk about and, mm -hmm. and not a shameful thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's a private thing. Yes. Between a husband and, and wife, and it should be within the marriage, but the, the concept of being created as men and women who leave their father and mother and, and, bond to, to one woman that mm. that is a biblical beautiful picture right yep. it's not something to be ashamed of so totally to to make sure that yeah as much as you can anyways to to muster up that courage to understand that as you present to your children if it's if you are throwing off crazy awkward vibes and you don't want to be there and uh, 
some of that is natural. It will happen. Don't shame yourself Mm -hmm. for doing it, but to try and come at it as like, Hey, this is, this is how God has designed us. It's really cool. It's really beautiful. Okay. But now let's think about this, right? Like let's start asking questions, right? Um, something just for useful thought, junior youth age kids. So grade seven to 10 ish. So until they're about 14, 15, um, kids think like philosophers. So your conversation around sex and sexuality and masturbation might need to look more like, uh, yes or no answers. And a little bit more like, okay, what does the Bible say about this specifically? Cause that's how their brains think and how they can nail down information. Mm. Once they get a little bit older, then the conversations might change to how does that make you feel? How do you think God thinks about this? Right. Cause yeah. they can, it starts to be able to think a little more abstractly. So if you're ever, struggling like i don't even know how to talk about this mm-hmm. the younger they are probably the more just factual is is yep. needed to be and there's nothing to be ashamed about that yeah uh continuing on in the practical like how do i talk to my teens um couple things i would just throw out there is mothers do not talk to your teenage sons about masturbation mm, that's yes. not gonna work yes and this is sensitive for some. You might, well, my husband isn't talking to him, so what do I do? Do I just jump in? No. <laughs> Find a, a trusted, it might be your youth leader, uh, Corlin, or one of us as pastors, like somebody you trust to talk about it. It's just not going to work. Uh, there's this general, what is healthy sexuality that you can talk about with your sons, but when you talk about masturbation, it's just not going to work for a mom to talk uh, it's it's just extremely sensitive and totally. <laughs> yeah. so uh i would just want to throw that out there mm. uh, and i do want to talk to parents i know i've talked to parents before well i haven't had the talks and now my teen is a teenager and now i'm going to crack this can open um I would still say with courage and boldness, move in and just be honest saying, look, I have not yep. talked about this and now I'm, I really feel strongly I need to jump in here and mm-hmm. just bring that out. I, maybe I've failed. I need to ask for forgiveness, but this is just too important and this is going to be awkward, mm-hmm. but I, yep. I want to have this talk and uh, I'm, I'm bringing it out. Yep. So it, it's going to be awkward, and, and especially totally. if there hasn't been some work done before. But at the same time, it's just too important uh, to say, well, I haven't done it till now. I'm just going to leave it. It's, again, we, like we said, the world is ready to educate your children. Yes. Uh, so yeah, and I can, dive in. <laughs> I can even speak, like, our, like I said, we've, we've, start, we've cracked the can, and it was, like, awkward. Yeah. Yep. You know, you it sit, you sit Lucy and Ruby down and it's kind of <laughs> like, okay, this is a penis. This is a vagina. And we're showing them like medical diagrams. And yeah, I'm like, I yeah. don't want to do this, but it was just kind of like, no, I, I need to. Mm-hmm. And then at the end it was like, oh, that wasn't nearly as bad as I had made it out to be. Like, yeah. yes, there was giggling. And then finally it was like, can we just go play with our toys? I'm like, okay, yes. Yeah. But it was getting over that initial, like, oh, let's not do this. This feels so weird. And yeah, so thank you, Don, for encouraging yeah. like to to just to just force yourself to like and even to to say apologize if you're yeah. if your kid's eighteen and you've never talked about it, well, just say like, hey, I failed. Sorry that we didn't bring this up, but 
better late than never, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. a good. And word. even for us, like uh, if things came home from school. I mean, this is like twenty some years ago uh, when our first daughters were seven and eight. Uh, they brought home stuff and they just said it, and it was like, "Whoa, where did you hear that?" Yeah, yeah. And we used um, a series of books, like that was like seven to nine, how to talk, and then hmm. nine to twelve, and then yeah. in the teen years, and it. It was actually helpful to read from the book together, look at pictures and explain it. Uh, it took some of the awkwardness. Okay, how am I going to tackle this? Where yeah. do I start? Somebody laid it out already. Yeah. And we just went through it. And for the most part, it was like, oh, well, that's good to know. Like, can we go play? Or, uh, But the the yeah. groundwork was being laid. And then we moved into, you know, more deeper topics as they moved into teenage and relationships yes. started. And totally, but, uh, so that was helpful for us. It wasn't like I got to invent something or how do I start this? Someone did the work. So if that's yeah something you're struggling with, how do I even start? There are, and I think Emily has some yeah, resources. Yeah. We just and, bought some too. And I think I posted on the church page, but if you're listening and you're like, okay, what are some of these resources? You can just message me because we bought some fantastic books. Yeah. You know, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures is one of them that yeah. opens the can. And that's on... Defend Young Minds, I think that that's... book came from. And she's got a lot of resources for how do you talk about pornography, yes. age appropriate. Um, how do you talk about some of these things? So Defend Young Minds is a website yeah. that's really helpful yeah. for... So yeah, we Even just, that. I remember Molly just ordered a whole bunch of books. One's on puberty, one's on sexuality, one's on pornography. Yeah. And we've just started, okay, let's chapter, let's look at chapter two or whatever, right? So, and you're right, that helps take the, I'm not just going to sit down and go, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, where do we start? Where it's like start? someone did the hard work of let's lay yeah. out, you know, how to yeah. how to tackle this. The so. other thing that I would, I would personally encourage is to... Um, if you are a parent and struggling with these things as well, because often like we've shared, that's the case with a lot of people. Um, there are resources for you as well to get you thinking and to start healing in that area. Um, and there is hope. It's not a hopeless thing. There's hope. Um, Pure Desire has some incredible resources. Uh, even our church this weekend is starting nice a, plug. right? Uh, the Pure Desire 2022 Summit. I believe there's even material in there on how to talk to your kids, but even just like a good stepping off point. And that's open where I, I think I've said before that the youngest that we would want to have there, unless the parent really feels it's necessary, would be 14. But if you're a parent and want to try and start breaking that ice and start having those conversations, it could be a really good resource. Um, Pure Desire has a podcast where they talk about all sorts of stuff from uh, like they cover broken marriages sexually all the way down to topics like this as well. Like they're a really good resource. Uh, Dr. Julie Slattery also has a website called Authentic Intimacy. Um, and she has some really good resources as well where she mm. breaks into some of these topics. So if you're a parent looking for stuff, um, there is stuff out there that it like the books are awesome. And I think that's an amazing resource. But yeah, to just get your own thoughts uh, in line with scripture here is also really important if you're presenting it to your children. Yeah. One thing I wanted to add to, like I know we're generally thinking this is a guy issue, masturbation, mm. but it's becoming more yes. and more of a female issue too. Yeah. So even mothers, um, yes, totally. You probably need to talk to your daughters too. Cause I know my daughters are in high school and that's some of the thoughts there that they're experiencing 
exploring that area as well. So it's not just a guy issue, although we generally think it is. Yeah, no, that's good. I did have one question for you since you brought it up, Don, talking about mothers and talking with sons about this. Um, The question just came into mind, so I'm going to say it because there must be a need for it. Um, If they're a single mother or if they're a mother who doesn't have a a husband who's willing to talk about these things or or just seems to be taking his good sweet time to do it, uh, you mentioned trying to get the children to talk to a a youth pastor or uh, to one of their lead pastors or a man they trust practically speaking what does that look like how would you go about that as as either or either party in a marriage how would you go about that what practical steps would you take so that there isn't a betrayal of trust between spouses on how that's handled but that there isn't uh so there's room given to talk about it but then also just on a practical like if a mother has a son who's struggling and her husband isn't around or or doesn't want to talk about that how would you actually break into that realm of being like hey let's talk to a pastor about this yeah well i mean i've had parents going through that and i know single mothers have you know i guess they got more freedom to say well i'm gonna look for somebody but i think uh some wives basically said like honey we need to we need to talk to our son like it's we're losing time here and if mm-hmm. there isn't a response i know some have said i'm going to ask you know pastor don who's the youth and young adult if, if you're okay with that and usually they say yeah i'm fine with that mm. but just to have that conversation it's too important to leave but then try to do it in a way that you know i'm giving you a chance but uh, I know Pastor Don or and now Corland uh, are available. Would you mind if I set up an appointment with them? Uh, so try to do it somehow like that without trumping uh, yeah. the whole thing. I don't know if that answers yep. that question. Yep. But I think it does. To try to, yeah, say, look, I, I know this is awkward for you, but I know these guys will do it if, if we need to. And sometimes the guy will say, yeah, and then, sometimes it is because they're struggling too like i don't know how to Mm -hmm. do this when i'm struggling um and i think it's wise in that i I don't know what your thoughts on it but i would say it's wise to even invite him into that right if it's just the fact of like i don't know how to tackle this but you still want to do that together as a family or to have your husband there then that's something i don't know i would love to have father and son come into an office and talk if the father doesn't know how to tackle all of it or is just so nervous about it that that how do you do that i would love to see that right because yeah we've had that in conquer where guys have brought their teenage sons which is awesome and they've learned together and then they talk through it together uh yeah totally it's a humility and it's back to we're on the same team that yeah and i've had to do the same thing i mean i'm not coming from it because i had this all figured out i sometimes it's here's what not to do (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) from experience yeah Yeah, totally and so yeah yeah so those are some practical ways to try to move forward when yeah it's tricky sometimes (laughs) yeah well i think that's probably for one episode i think that's good um hopefully this has been helpful and we've given you some things to think about and some resources hopefully like i said if if you want to talk to one of us we're all available um or if you're like hey can you hook me up with some resources we are more than happy to do that um but yeah i'm hoping that this is encouraging you to hey we're going to step into the battle and talk about these awkward things because i think that's really good to do with your kids so uh yeah, this has been episode nine hundred and seventy thousand. I don't know. Uh, Eight point three. And uh, 
Again, if you have more questions that you want to send us, you can always message us and we will talk to you next time.